I always thought that an activist judge was one who got up in the morning and went to work. <laughs> but I... I think these critics have something else in mind. Hello, and welcome back. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. The legal rights of women have shifted an enormous amount in the last century. A hundred years ago today, women didn't have the right to vote. It was legal to prevent women from becoming lawyers until 1971. And until 1973, women weren't allowed to serve on juries in all 50 states. For most of the last century, it was unimaginable that a woman would serve on the highest court of the land. That is, until today's pioneer broke through that glass ceiling. We present Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman to ever serve as a U.S. Supreme Court justice. Sandra Day was born in 1930 in El Paso, Texas, and grew up on a large family ranch near Duncan, Arizona. She got her undergrad and law degrees at Stanford, and there she also met, befriended, and briefly dated U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justice William Rehnquist. Though Rehnquist supposedly proposed, Sandra married a different classmate, John J. O'Connor III. Much like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who we covered earlier this month, Sandra had a tough time finding a job as a lawyer in private practice after graduation because of her gender. It was a common problem for women attorneys during that era. She ended up becoming a deputy district attorney in San Mateo County, California. Sandra and John then moved to Germany for a few years before coming back to Arizona, where Sandra became an assistant attorney general for the state. Sandra then turned to politics. She was elected as a Republican to the Arizona State Senate and became the majority leader. She was the first woman in the U.S. to occupy that position. Sandra subsequently served as a Superior Court judge in Maricopa County and was quickly appointed to the Arizona Court of Appeals in Phoenix. Then, in 1981, Sandra got called up to the majors. So today, I'm pleased to announce that upon completion of all the necessary checks by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. President Ronald Reagan nominated Sandra Day O'Connor to the Supreme Court, filling a vacancy left by Potter Stewart. She is truly a person for all seasons, possessing those unique qualities of temperament, fairness, intellectual capacity, and devotion to the public good, which have characterized the 101 brethren who have preceded her. She was unanimously confirmed by the Senate. Justice O'Connor became known for her pragmatic approach to the law and for her often seemingly dispassionate and meticulously researched opinions. She was considered a decisive swing vote in Supreme Court decisions for years, alongside Justice Anthony Kennedy and sometimes Justice David Souter. In her opinions on election law, Sandra emphasized the importance of equal protection and sided with the court's more liberal members. Her views on abortion were articulated gradually over her time on the court and were focused on personal liberty. In a 1992 case on the subject, called Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey, the court reaffirmed the constitutionally protected right to abortion established in Roe versus Wade in 1973, but paved the way for laws restricting that right. 
Sandra wrote the court's opinion on that case with Justices Anthony Kennedy and David Souter. After that case, laws restricting abortions would only be considered unconstitutional if they placed what's called an undue burden on women. Sandra served on the court until 2006, when she retired and was replaced by Samuel Alito, a staunch conservative pretty far to her right. Since retirement, Sandra's written several books, including a memoir, a collection of stories about the genesis and maturation of the Supreme Court, and two children's books. She received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2009. Sadly, in 2018, Sandra announced that she'd been diagnosed with early-stage dementia and that she would withdraw from public life. Sandra Day O'Connor was a pioneer throughout her life, and her contributions will long be felt in our legal codes. Tune in tomorrow to meet another incredible pioneer, known as the First Lady of the Black Press, Ethel Payne. As always, special thanks to the one and only Liz Kaplan, my sister and the research genius behind this collection of women. Talk to you tomorrow.